Good morning to all of our podcast listeners out there. Mike and Rob here with you on another edition of Tahoe Talk, recorded here on Tuesday, December 8th. And it is served up to you by Lake Tile Aleworks, home of the self-serve bear wall, wood-fired pizza, and live music every day. Choose your adventure at one of their two locations in South Lake Tahoe at the Y or tucked in between the casinos at State Line. Man, Rob, you feeling these shorter days here as you wake up? I mean, Abs- the darkness just lingers, huh? Absolutely. And then it feels like I'm, you know, ready for bed at like four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Some of the shortest days of the year as we approach December 21st. And get this, it really sounds weird. Let this sink in. We've only got 23 more days that we can blame 2020 on all this bad shit that's going on, all this juju. It's like 2021 is stepping into some salty water. You know? So um, yeah, where, where did the year go, man? But uh, hey, speaking of December 21st, the winter solstice, we're gonna have a nice little treats during that night. The two largest planets in our solar system, Jupiter and Saturn, will appear so closely aligned in our sky that they will look like a double planet this is incredibly rare christmas star that they're deeming it is making its appearance for the first time in 800 years and if you're a stargazer and you know you you've been looking up there this is when they'll be the closest they've ever been 800 years well i um I wouldn't be surprised if they collided given 20. (laughs) Well, they're still millions of miles away. So, uh, but Hey, you never know. huh? (laughs) That could be the one way to ring, ring in 2021. (laughs) And then we've got a new height of the world's highest peak, Mount Everest. It is 8,848 meters or 29,031 feet, which is approximately two feet higher than Nepal's previous measurement and about four meters or 13 feet higher than China's reading. I, you know, I just don't get it how China and Nepal have disagreed with all the technology we got going on in this world. They finally just now came to a, an agreement. I, th- so, I think it's just Everest. It's going through a little growth spurt. You know, everybody <laughs> goes through a growth spurt. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> a little later in life. I mean, Everest is all, I mean, I stopped growing when I was a sophomore in high school. I have not grown any taller since then. And other news, uh, 6,000 years of arrows have emerged from from a melting Norwegian ice pack. This is pretty cool. Look up some of the photos. The the detail in some of these tools is really riveting. Uh, This record-setting discovery of 68 projectiles from the Neolithic to the Viking era is also upending ideas on how ice both preserves and destroys archaeological finds. So, you know, they restarted the chatter on all of that, but definitely checked out in depth more online. And then changing gears here, you got to talk about COVID, right? As you will as well locally, but a big uh, update from California's Governor Newsom gave a 90-minute press conference uh, yesterday on Monday in which he unveiled a coronavirus exposure app uh, that is going to, and it's also going to be mixed with a public education campaign, of course, and the app's called California Notify or CA Notify, both available on Thursday when it launches on Apple or Android. And they say once it's enabled, it notifies users when they come in close contact with somebody who is tested positive for COVID-19. 
But in sort of a contradictory statement, he said, well, the app's not, you know, is going to protect your privacy and not gather any personal information like your name or location. So if it's not gathering your location, how does it know? <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, that, that one sort of bit my mind a little bit, but <laughs> they had a pilot uh, program at about 250,000 people used the app and 60 were notified of exposure. So uh, yeah, that pilot program, I don't know, 60 out of 250,000. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. And Let's I see guess how that all works out. It's supposed to be, you know, that notifications, it's like six feet from another phone um, for at least 15 minutes of exposure. I guess that's kind of the rule of thumb that they're using. But, you know, in the privacy, I mean, say you're waiting in a lift line at the ski resort, right? And you're standing outside and you're right around six feet, but waiting in line for 15 minutes. I mean, it doesn't tell you if you're outside or not, right? I think it just, it just notifies that's, you. That's a good I don't point. Know. Would you download it? I, I'm staying the hell away from that. No, I, I think I'm good. I don't really see anybody, so it's not not much of an issue. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, the ski resorts are the closest thing I would come to or something <laughs> like that. Uh, and then one other COVID uh, tidbit here. A UK grandmother, 90 years old, got an early birthday present. She's become the first person in the world to be given the Pfizer COVID-19 jab in the arm as a part of the Max Vas- vaccination program. That was yesterday, Monday. December 7th. Did, um, uh, did yeah, you see who was, who was number two? It was a guy by the name of William Shakespeare. What? Yeah. <laughs> huh. well, can't make it up. That's awesome. <laughs> and then here's a, a different one for you. Break dancing or breaking, as they call it in that world, will officially be an Olympic sport in the 2024 Paris Summer Games. It will be the latest new wave sport to join the Olympic program, following sports like climbing, skateboarding, and surfing, all of which debut in Tokyo next summer if we're ever allowed to have the Olympics again, we'll see yep. <laughs> that, that. I'm really wondering how they're going to make this all. It's happen, uh, so. it's July, right? I think is, is the Olympics is July. I think yep. so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, fingers crossed because I love geeking out on the Olympics yeah, and I love then seeing these new sports. That'll be fun. And my last note, no surprise here. Cyber Monday was the biggest U S e-commerce day ever with online sales reaching a record 10.8 billion. That was up 15% from last year. I don't know about you, but I've got, especially with a baby registry and buying all the, the Christmas gifts going I got about five packages showing up every day these days. So <laughs> I, I added a nice chunk to that 10.8 billion. That is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rob, I'm going to send it over your way. All right. So perhaps maybe the biggest news of the past week is um, the announcement of Governor Newsom about the stay-at-home order issued for California. And the order is to go into effect if uh, and they created these um, these regions uh, around the state of California and uh, any one of these regions, if they hit the 15 percent mark or 85 percent, if you're looking at it from the other side, um, if they hit that mark for their ICU capacity, um, then it goes into effect in all of the counties surrounding Tahoe. So that's El Dorado County, that's Placer and Nevada. They are all grouped into what they call the greater Sacramento region. And as of yesterday, um, the greater Sacramento region had a mark of 20.3% available capacity. So still uh, 5.3% to go in regards to uh, that shutdown taking place. Uh, maybe we can uh, string that out a little bit. Hopefully we never get to that point, but uh, just an update there. 
Um, but uh, means we are not um, at the point of a stay-at-home order yet. So we are still operating under the purple tier um, as uh, we have been for the past few weeks. Um, and that stay-at-home order, it isn't um, necessarily the, the same as the tighter lockdown we saw earlier in the year, but it is uh, probably just as frustrating uh, for people and businesses. But uh, one thing to note too, if that does go into effect, um, counties can come off of that order after uh Th uh, the three weeks um, that it is uh, slated to go for. So say the uh, the California or the greater Sacramento region goes into effect after three weeks. If any one of the counties, El Dorado, Placer, or Nevada, um, their ICU capacity is um, over that threshold or behind that threshold, however you want to look at it, um, the counties can come off and go back into the purple stage. So um, just something to note is uh, there was a lot of uh, confusion in regards to that. But uh, yeah, that was a good recap. That really yeah. spelled it out. Um, and so in Washoe County, uh, speaking of counties around the lake, uh, continues to lead the pack for counties surging. Um, it's now, and I've given, I think the past two weeks, given you um, an, an update of where that stands. They're now one in every 40 county residents has an active case. Um, you know, as far as uh, the lake specifically, 63 active and inclined, still zero in Crystal Bay. Um, but uh, I still, that, that mass still doesn't shake out for me. Uh, 402 ca uh, new cases, 410 new cases reported yesterday, only 68 recoveries. Um, I just don't know why there aren't more recoveries happening since there's been just a slew of uh, cases reported there every single day. But uh, suffice to say, it's surging everywhere. So just be smart, take precautions. Um, and then as part of the, uh, the restric restrictions, California, California, I can't even talk this morning. Like, it seems to happen every morning. Um, Department of Public Health, they also announced further guidance on ski resorts. But most of the ski resorts that we have around the basin here, their plans are already included in those guidelines, such as things like reserving space or pre-purchasing your lift tickets, physical distancing, lift guidelines, indoor dining, dining closures, those types of things. So the lifts keep on spinning for the winter, at least for now. And uh, speaking of ski resorts, Diamond Peak, they open up this Thursday and right on its heels is Homewood for Friday. And that, I believe I, that rounds out the openings. I think everybody else is open, right, Mike? Sure does. Yeah, we're full full go after yeah. those two uh, start spinning. Yep. So somewhat of a little feel-good announcement as it relates to trash cleanup from the lake. Earlier this year, uh, an effort to clean up trash from the depths of Tahoe, uh, spearheaded by Clean Up the Lake, yielded over 2,200 pounds of trash from an area of about six miles. And then both the Tahoe Fund and Tahoe Blue Vodka, they've teamed up to help raise funds by matching donations of up to $100,000 um, and nothing like getting the conversation started in Tahoe than talking about trash, right? I mean, it's... <laughs> It always it's sparks. a hot button. Yep. Always, always. But uh, a lot more, at least the emphasis being put underneath the water uh, where they said a lot of this trash has sat for years and years and years. Um, I mean, we talk uh, probably more so about the, the trash that's around the uh, the beaches and, um, you know, the trails and things like that, but not a whole lot about the uh, that trash that's underneath uh, the water, but uh, good on them. And then yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, go we're ahead. talking after. about possibly doing an art project with all of the retro trash because it stays so um, preserved. Uh, preserved. So, you know, you've got these old Budweiser cans from the 50s or 60s, you know, so uh, it's, it's really cool what you find. That is cool. That'd be fun yeah. to see. So long mm -hmm. as it, you know, was cool to look at. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, and then uh, weather for the region looks like a little bit more of the same throughout the week, uh, mid to high 40s, low 50s for the highs during the day, low 20s at night, but possibly some weather creeping into the latter part of the weekend um, and maybe the first part of next week, I, I, we can show you some more snow. So that's uh, 
that's uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, that comes through uh, for us at the end of the week and the first part of next week. But uh, a little bit more of the same um, as it has been. And then my last little note here, because I was stoked on this because I have a large family. But uh, Warner Brothers, they announced uh, that they are releasing their entire slate of movies simultaneously in theaters and on HBO Max next year. So they announced uh, earlier, a few weeks ago, that they were going to do that for Wonder Woman 1984, the Wonder Woman sequel on Christmas Day. Um, But they just said, we're going to release all of our movies um, simultaneously next year. So I think it's 14 titles that they have going on that you can watch. And we have HBO, so that's a hell of a lot cheaper uh, to get all of these movies that were going to be in the theater than it is for me to take my kids and my family to the theater. So we're pretty excited about that. I mean, I know movie theaters aren't excited about it, but I'm pretty excited about it. <laughs> HBO Max is crushing it. It's looking pretty uh, It's looking pretty tempting for me. We don't have it, but they, I mean, they're just uh, when they all rolled, the big releases. Yeah, when they rolled it out, um, and Warner Brothers is a basically a sister company of, of Warner Brothers. And when they rolled it out, it was so confusing. People just didn't know, do I have it? Do I not have it? So this is really a, a push to get people to hit up their streaming service. Um, and because we had HBO, it was it just folds into your your standard uh, agreement that you have when you have HBO. So it was it was a nice little bonus. Nice. All right. Always a great podcast with you here. It's Tuesday, December 8th. We appreciate you guys listening in. Spread the word. And we will catch you next week with another edition of Tahoe Talk. Be safe out there, y'all. Yeah.